Hey guys, this is Chargers running back Joshua Kelly, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Much love. Aight. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I've got a beautiful cranberry gammon. I don't think anybody saw that coming. The reverse pancake. Your reputation's shot now. Because I'm a big time Hollywood hotshot. Herbert's just phenomenal. Huh, I liked that. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest rants and takes around. What happened this week? We won a game, guys. We're celebrating. We actually went and beat the amazing quality franchise that is the New York Jets. It's a big scalp to pick them off. Um... We're celebrating, we're going to be talking today about positivity, everything that's good about the 2020 Chargers. We'll review the win against the Jets, we're going to answer your amazing questions, loads of them this week, so thank you for that. We're also going to wax lyrical about just how good Justin Herbert is, and we're going to have a look at what positions we think Telesco might need to improve in the off-season, where are the gaps, where are the holes, if he's still our general manager at the end of the year. Um, I am joined by two of my three amazing co-hosts this week. The man that uh, has just run a great competition. If you missed it, you missed out on on, on winning a, a Chargers hat, Mr. John Morse Jr. Good evening. I can't believe I won my own competition. How's about that? <laughs> <laughs> fix, fix. And uh, welcome back, Mr. Daddy. It's Mr. Dan King. Hey, Bez, it's good to be back. We, we, we love having you back, Um no sleep, I'm I'm guessing. Oh yeah, no sleep, no sleep. More more importantly, <laughs> they haven't decided whether the baby's going to be a Chargers fan or a Panthers fan. Sort it out, please, Dan. <laughs> no, you can't you can't inflict that kind of misery on your child at that age. They've got enough to be upset about. <laughs> well, what what are we uh, what are we drinking to celebrate the fact that we have won a game? We've snapped our losing streak, and we've picked off the amazing Jets. Microwave tea. <laughs> oh god if you're drinking microwave tea get off get off now we're not having you on the podcast anymore <laughs> what are you having cup, just a, a good, good old-fashioned old fashioned... cup of english tea but what type is it yorkshire uh mark suspenser's decaf <laughs> <laughs> oh mate your, your reputation's shot oh, now shot John daddy king what you what are you on today so I'm on Dr. Pepper, just trying to get some sugar into my system to keep me awake. Um, <laughs> Literally, just, just open a vein and just pour teaspoons. Yeah, I mean, of my sugar son's doing it. a good job of keeping me awake, but I need the mind to be awake as well. So we're just sugar, all sugar, everything. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm on Jim Bean, uh, my traditional celebratory beverage after a Chargers win. And um, you know what? It, it's been a few weeks, so I am savouring it, I'm enjoying it. Um, we've beat the Jets 34-28. Um, big game for Justin Herbert. He went for 366 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Keenan dominated. He had the early goal line fumble, which was a concern. Thought typical charges. Um, but then he went 16 receptions, 145 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we uh, the, the win was aided by a Tavon Campbell interception return for a touchdown, which was a quality pickoff of, of Joe Flacco. He read it. Broke on the ball nicely. Um, guys, there were still some hiccups. It wasn't perfect. We let the uh, 
the Jets sort of come back into the game. I think the special teams had another block punt. We couldn't get pressure. Um, I want to hear, you know, Dan, what were your thoughts on the game watching it? Did you get a bit more optimism? Were there things you liked? Um, or did you think, actually, it's the Jets and we still didn't look particularly good? A <laughs> uh, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, the offense, I think, did their part, um, turned up. Yeah, You mentioned Keenan's fumble early on, but it's such a rarity that I wasn't overly concerned when it happened. Um, and then, obviously, he bounced back with a, like, team record 16 catches um and yeah i think the offense delivered um defense struggled um apart from as you mentioned that campbell pick (laughs) on flacco's first throw which was just fantastic um there, there wasn't really much in the way of pressure um and uh special teams is just i mean what more can you say about special teams at this point Blocked punt, a couple of other penalties just on like formations. It's just what is what is going on? <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? You know, George Stewart's still here. Um, somehow. <laughs> somehow. And then you've got Kelly. Um, Kelly got benched, actually. It was his fault, I think, for the... Uh, yeah, he missed the block. The block. Yeah. And then got benched. So, you know, the guy that we, we love and we, we rave about who opens up our podcast... Uh, every week is, uh, is was benched and, and I think he just needs he's a rookie just needs needs a bit of focus on the fundamentals which is which is for a running back blocking gets you gets you longevity in a team so um, John uh, what did what did you think yeah I think we'll start off with the some of the negative points then we'll go on to the the main man I think I think to start off with we, we, I tweeted about Frank Gore saying he looked like a younger version of himself. I thought, here we go. We weren't able to contain him. Eventually, we held him for 61 yards. But um, I would have liked to see us get a bit more pressure on Joe Flacco. He's not mobile. Former Super Bowl MVP. He's, he's a former shadow of himself. One sack's disappointing. It was good to see Kenneth Murray um, with a tackle for loss. And I think uh, Rayshawn Jenkins... Was was in the thick of it there, making tackles all over the place. But Melvin Ingram didn't look too good, and Joey Bosa seemed to be struggling, which is understandable. It's just really pleasing to see Joey come out of that concussion protocol. Um, if you listen to his press call, I think he was in a lot of trouble there on the the Monday and Tuesday after that game. You know, and we we. For for years and years, the league have, have overlooked the concussion protocol. Fortunately, now it's there to protect the players, and rightly so. But special teams, again, what were we doing? It's just great to see us actually making a, a defensive score. I mean, that pick six, Flacco throwing into the flat there. A great awareness by Campbell to actually take the ball home. And I thought, well, actually, yeah, we've 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 dropped dropped one ourselves. Um. The Jets have dropped one, but then is that man again, wasn't it? The star of the show, the best player in the in the NFL, Justin Herbert. I mean, all right, look, I don't think we're giving him enough credit. Um, I say we, we, we. As far as I'm concerned, the entire NFL network should be talking about this guy twenty four seven because what he's achieved is just absolutely phenomenal. It's not a great team that he's playing at the minute. We're we're struggling like hell. Um, our running game suspect, but Herbert's making plays. He's under pressure. 
He's staying composed. He's getting the ball down to his receivers. Even Keenan Allen's fumble, we, we got away with that. Allen won't do that again all season. He, he was he was pretty annoyed with himself. Came back with a dollar forty five and, and a touchdown. But Herbert, I mean, just ridiculously good. I I think the only years though, isn't he? Yeah, I think the only time Herbert stops breaking records this season is when he's like days like today where he's not actually playing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, some stats off PFF. Is the highest pressure, uh, highest passer rate under pressure, 100.2. Most big time throws by a rookie quarterback through 11 games since 2013 with 21. And then he's one of the top three or four grades out of this year's draft pick. I mean, the, the guy is just phenomenally good. The draft is a lottery. We just don't know what we're going to get. We've been fortunate this season to get um, a guy that fell to number. Um, uh, six. If anybody heard the around the NFL show on Monday morning, um, they were like, "I can't believe this guy's fallen so far," you, you know. And you you could say the same about Big Ben in Big Ben in two thousand and four. And it is a lottery. We've just been fortunate. We shouldn't take him for granted. Look at what happened to Andrew Luck. His season end. His career ended prematurely. Um, and I just think we need to just enjoy Herbert, whether we're winning or whether we're losing. Enjoy watching Herbert do what he does best. His passing game is supplementing the weakness of our running game and it's also carrying the rest of the team because we're not doing very much in special teams. Defence is struggling with the integration of the rookies, with the injuries to uh, Bosa and Ingram and obviously the loss of Derwin James. It's taking its toll. Mentally, the players look a little bit fatigued. Uh, I mean, you could argue that this win was narrow and who knows what could have happened there in the last minute of this game but we won we hung on you look at any sports uh, competition uh, uh, you know whether it's nba soccer rugby you're going to get these games where the favorites should be putting the pedal to the metal um and and, and being out of sight that wasn't the case and the jets are 0 and 10 but they're competing you, you know there's a lot of price in that locker room they're not being coached as, as well as other teams but you know they're, they're carrying the burden of having a young quarterback that's not able to play to the standard expected they're now playing with a veteran who's not up to the task you know, they, they've got uh, a veteran running uh, uh, running back in there trying to pick up the pieces and, and take the team forward so they're in all sorts of trouble but they came to play football um, they obviously want to make their mark against Justin Herbert. I mean, I think, did Herbert get sacked three times in the end, which was disappointing to see. But again, look, he's playing well under pressure, but we've got to protect him going down the line. We can't afford for him to start taking uh, those big hits. And we we really don't want to see um, Herbert having to leave the field on a cart as poor old... Uh, uh, Mr. Burrow did at, at Cincinnati and we wish him well because at the end of the day it's good to see all the, the best players playing football um, it's never nice to see players getting hurt or injured but Herbert's just phenomenal just absolutely brilliant um, th- this kid he's going to smash unless something goes wrong he's going to smash Baker Mayfield's 27 down uh, record for rookies I think he'll he'll probably outstrip Andrew Luck's passing yard total for a rookie. And look, these records are not getting broken every year, are they? They're, they're standing the test of time. Uh, and Herbert, he's, he's just playing lights out. 
he's just quiet. He's he's got the 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 calmness. He's got the presence. He's a big lad. He can take a hit. But the receiver core, Keenan Allen, he's he's loving life at the minute, isn't he? Um, what's Allen on at the minute? Touchdown wise, it's six or seven. He averages six a, a, um, a season, so he's enjoying the. Uh... And I'm enjoying seeing that because yes, sometimes yeah. he can have a bit of a raw. He's not so hot in the red zone, but yeah, he's there this year. Go through the timeline on Charged Up Bolt's Twitter, and there's a number of times John Ayres and I have put uh, Herbert to Allen first down. You might as well cut and paste. That's our strength, and, and and good luck to anybody trying to stop that. But he's also making the best out of, uh, or getting the best out of the likes of Mike Williams and Tyron Johnson. I mean, that throw to Johnson, that was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 54 yards. I don't think anybody saw that coming, apart from Johnson and, and the guy that was covering him, but uh, absolutely elite. You know, Williams... He's got a really, really safe pair of hands, and he he made some big plays to to uh, give us a new set of downs, and we've just got to keep relying on that for this season and hope that Austin Eckler comes back fighting, um, you know, in in twenty twenty one. But I think we need to give a um, uh, a bit of respect to Kalen Ballage as well. He made some nice short yard. Uh, Plays. Yeah, he's yeah good. he has. I mean, pr- production wasn't great uh, in the box score, but when you actually take away the box score and look at it in the context of what he actually did, uh, uh, you know, moving the chains, getting some first downs, um, people are actually, um, y- you know, contributing on the offense. It's just disappointing to see the O line collapsing. Uh, and I'm sure the guys in the trenches are having that same conversation. You, you know, in their Zoom meetings, in the training facility. But we've got something to build on now, and it all starts with Justin Herbert. Were you, were you not a little bit giddy? Did you not have a little cry, tears of pure <laughs> joy, when he when he rolled out and threw the most perfect laser to Keenan Allen in the back of the end zone? I was just like, what? My quarterback is better than your quarterback. It's, I don't it's care. just exciting to watch, isn't it? And you, you look at all the teams around the league that are struggling right now. For a quarterback, the Bengals are in that discussion now because unfortunately they've lost Joe Burrow. You know, it's we're really, really fortunate here. We've got a quarterback that can turn out to be as good, if not better, than Patrick Mahomes. And that you don't you don't say things like that lightly. He's head just need to protect him. Well, you do, Dan. You're absolutely right, mate. I mean, there's discussion on some podcasts about whether Herbert's. Definitely a top ten quarterback. This might sound a bit biased. Is he? Is he not better than that at this moment in time? Uh, yeah, I definitely don't think he's a top ten quarterback. I think he's a top one quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but look, you know, we, we we shouldn't underplay what he's achieving here. He's a bit phenomenal. Again, I mean, three hundred sixty-six yards was it? Something on on Sunday? Yeah, three six six. Uh, absolutely great and. Yeah, he had a bit of a... He, he tailed off, didn't he, the week before. Still scored a couple of touchdowns, still made some plays. And everybody now... First name, when when the scouts from the from the opposition are talking about charges, the first thing they're going to talk about now is how do we stop Justin Herbert playing? Yeah, and do you want, do you want the weekly Bez hot take? Go on, Bez. And this week is really, really spicy. And I'm not sure... 
many people can handle the hotness of this take. <laughs> I've been supporting the Chargers. God, North Turner just taken over from Mighty Schottenheimer. So I've watched, I've never seen us win a divisional championship, but I've seen Rivers in what's supposed to be, you know, the latter days of his peak. I think Justin Herbert's performances and the spark that he brings and some of the throws that he makes are better than Rivers has been capable of in the time I've watched the Chargers. How about that? I wouldn't disagree with that because when you watch Rivers, I still love him now. Uh, um, I think he's a, he's, he's a great leader. Um, it was great to see him doing well. Everyone rooted for him. But in terms of excitement, I mean, look at the Chiefs, what they've got with Patrick Mahomes. Those guys, those fans must be licking their lips every time Mahomes walks onto the field. And that's how I feel about the Chargers. And you're right, some of the plays that he makes, it's like, wow, where's that come well, from? You think back, right, you know, Rivers' skill was, was in intellect and reading a defence and scheming into a play that got Travis Benjamin open over the top. or um, Just to drop it. Have... Yeah, and yeah, yeah, just to drop it. God, scarred much. But, you know, quite a lot of the time, he had he, his deep arm came up short and he'd get picked off or it'd fall a bit long. He, 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 could, he could read a defence into the play, but his arm didn't always back it up 100% of the time. Whereas I think Justin Herbert, the experience over years will, will come. Um, but I think what you notice is his arm can throw people open. He can make the throw... He, right, he may be. He, I, I think he's reading the field. I think he's looking and, and figuring things out to a much higher level than anyone said he could. But I think what's what I see more is that he can look and go right. Mike Williams one on one with a rookie cornerback. I'm going to absolutely heave this down the field and give him a chance, and and he can throw it further, more accurately. He's incredible. He's yeah, superb. I I think he's more likely to overthrow than um, than Rivers was to. Wait, Rivers is more likely to underthrow it. Herbert's more likely to overthrow it. I do think there was a lot more excitement with Rivers when you'd got people like Vincent Jackson running deep and Rivers was hitting him. Um, Malcolm Floyd as well. He was, what, 20-yard average. Um, but, yeah, I, I I don't think I'd disagree with you, Bez. And are you giddy, Dan? Are you giddy for for, you know... Our young QB that's coming in. We've had a terrible season. Let's not sugarcoat this. It's disappointing. The defence has been awful. Special teams has been an abomination. There are huge negatives this season, and we are probably not going to make the playoffs. I'm still excited. Are you oh, with yeah. me? I'm, I'm excited. I'm tired, but I'm excited. Hey, I'm, I'm sat here in my Justin Herbert jersey. Yeah, boy, I'm still <laughs> jealous. Mine's not here. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Better bloody hurry up and come. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, I mean, it's the Jets. Let's not blow this all out of, out of proportion. I just felt that there was some... This game really highlighted what the Chargers were about. It let the good parts of our team blow up and perform really well. Um, I thought, you know, Herbert and Keenan showed out. Denzel Perryman in a contract year, coincidentally, has been great. Did you see him on Mecky Beckton knocking the guy down? <laughs> the reverse boom. pancake. That is a big man here. I love that. Um, but at the same time, I'm really, really worried about something I thought was our biggest strength, and that's the D-line. Can't get pressure. Bosa's frustrated. He's getting doubled on every play, um, coming in late, for hitting the quarterback out of frustration. And what is Melvin Ingram doing? He's in a contract year. Has he touched the quarterback recently? 
Does he remember what his job is? We're not getting any pressure. We're not doing anything up front. Play, you know, quarterbacks like Flacco are having acres and acres of space and time to make throws. Are, are we worried that the D line is overrated and needs a rethink, or is it a coaching issue? Was what do you think? I think it's a mixture of everything, and the players like Melvin, who um, are elite in his position, veteran, <clears throat> just not on form at the minute, and it happens. We we see it time in time out with or oh, he's done, he's done, you know, his arm's gone, he can't rush the passer anymore, and then they bounce back. And I think Melvin's going through that period at the minute where he's come back from the injury. I am not sure if he's 100% fit. I think there's an element that he's worried about what the linebackers are doing, you know, behind him. And if you, if you watch the tape, he's constantly in people's ear. He, he's almost as if he's trying to carry the baggage of other people. Uh, and the fact that he's not in it, able to generate uh, pressure up front. I think it's an accumulation of things that, that's, you know, been a detriment to his his um, performances on the field. Derwin James is a big X factor here, isn't it? Derwin James is that leader behind the trenches that's that's commanding the, the defence, making play calls and getting a grip of people. And I, I think Kaiser White's done a phenomenal job stepping into linebacker group, but... We're just missing something there. And when you start taking close losses, you're going to feel vulnerable. It's going to be in the back of your mind, isn't it? Here we go again. And you could kind of see that on Sunday. I still believe that it comes down to the conditioning. I don't think we're as as fit um, as what we should be. That's just my opinion. I mean, you, you look at Jerry Bosa. He was clearly working super hard on Sunday uh, a close up of his of his face, he he was sweating buckets. Um, I was a bit nervous for him because I I didn't want to take a, a, another hit. He knows what he's doing. He's a he's a big guy. He can look after himself. But I think there's an accumulation of things there, and you, you can't put you know one 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 finger on it. I mean, we expected Kenneth Murray to come out the traps flying, didn't we? Um, he had a proper wobble. It's sort of weeks eight, nine, ten. Uh, a little bit better last week. <clears throat> Tackle for loss. He needs to get a sack under his uh, belt and just keep moving forward. But, you know, he's not too bad for a rookie. No. I think we had, you know, you expected more, you know, I think we over-expected for him. But actually, his rating is relatively good. He's not a liability. And if he'd picked off that bloody pass against the Dolphins, we might well, be thinking ex- differently ex- about it. Exactly. Him. And you look, we looked at how <clears throat> Des King was going to fit into secondary after we signed Chris Harris Jr. And you now you sit here thinking, well, was there a problem in pre-season? Did, did Anthony Lynn and Tom Telesco foresee this? And did they go and get Chris Harris Jr. knowing that King was wanting to leave? Something's gone on there, especially after that week two defeat to the Chiefs when he's tweeting. I mean, if you haven't got the confidence to speak to your um, head coach or in everyday life, your line manager, and you're having to broadcast that on social media... There's something wrong there. There's a relationship breakdown. There's a trust issue. So maybe the Chargers foresaw it. And we didn't see, we, we never imagined for one minute that Chris Harris Jr. was going to get injured. We should have known better. Um, and, and you can't pin everything on the injuries, but it's a contributing factor. We've just got to keep doing what we're working hard. The players have got to be up for it. And people can argue all day long it was just the Jets that we beat, but a win's a win. Coach Lynn's had a lot of stick in the uh, media of late, but one thing he did come out and say was, look, 
this is the NFL. Teams come out to play. And I uh, completely agree with that because there is a lot of pride in the locker rooms. And even if you're on a, a losing team, there there's still people there that want to go out and win. And the Jets definitely want to win that game. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's a com- it's a brutal sport, and people are not going to generally roll over. Um, you might have the odd bad game where people just don't perform, but the, the Jets were at it. I mean, they ran the uh, Patriots close, didn't they? Was it was it thirty three thirty or something daft like that? I can't remember. There's or thirty twenty seven. There was only uh, three points in it. So they've got a bit of a competitive spirit, but they're carrying a lot of baggage. And they can prepare through the extra time on the bike. Yeah, week. there's that as well. That 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 can make a a, a massive difference. Um, but it, <laughs> everything points back to Justin Herbert. He's the one that's carried this team. Um, it is just unbelievable. Your man, our man, just amazing. Guy, <laughs> I mean, you know, guys. There's a few other pieces that I, I want to pick up about the Jets, which is Tavon Campbell, I thought has been atrocious until this week, and he looked really good. He looked like something clicked. Um, he, he was hungry for the ball, and he read that pick-off Flacco. I, I just want him really to swap well. his number with Jaleel Adai, because it is so confusing still. <laughs> it is. I thought, oh no, don't let Jaleel Adai get a, a walk-in touchdown. Oh no, it's okay. um but i mean i i we we were talking about our frustration with the d-line and we do have a a listener question about this so i'll come to you dan um curtis asks why do you think the d-line has and the d in general has failed to live up to the high expectations it had for 2020 i mean injuries will definitely play a part um you're not gonna be the same defense without Derwin James. I know that doesn't necessarily mean the D-line, but extra help in the secondary allows more more freedom up front to go and pressure. Ingram hasn't been what we'd expect. He's been banged up. Bosa's been banged up. Um, Justin Jones was banged up. Tillery took a bit of a step early in the season, but has kind of just disappeared again. Um, and the linebacker core has been middling, um it's just the secondary has been a bit kind of in flux and i think overall the defense has been okay but yeah it's it's missing that that drive it's missing that motivation that energy that a game changer like derwin james would bring yeah i think dan's just summed it up there and all the points i've i've, I've made previously i mean we didn't foresee kaiser white being the standout uh, defensive player, did we come into this season? All the talk was oh, about yeah. a a the best secondary in the league and a top three defense, and we've had none of the above. Yeah, and and, and you know, let's not forget Chris Harris Junior. Um, disappeared. I mean, there's some natural regression with Hayward. We'll come on to that a little bit later, but there are pieces missing. Um, I'm still concerned that we're not getting pressure. I'm still concerned that people aren't stepping up. Yeah. And if if you know if you're Elite Bosa is being double teamed, and he's still the guy that gets closest to the quarterback. I mean, yeah, did, did he have Something four or wrong. five quarterback hits on uh, on Flacco on Sunday? Um, yeah, he did. I'm just checking. He did. He had, he had Definitely five. hit him low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm... yeah. There was it's just momentum, momentum wasn't it? There was nothing he could do to stop it. He, he didn't. He, he wasn't. I, I don't. That wasn't intentional. But the rules, are the rules. But if you, if you look at the the Jets, I think they out they outplayed us in quarterback hits. 
um, three sacks as well. So it, it is a concern. And, and while ever, while ever Herbert's able to play around that issue of of us not being able to protect him, I know we're talking about the defense here, but we've we've the defense has to complement the offense. Um, and if it doesn't, we're we're going to continue to struggle. Let's. I mean, jury's out whether we re-sign Ingram. If if we sign him, I wouldn't. Well, what I wouldn't what, now. What, what if what if he takes a small salary, two or three million dollars for it for a year? No chance. You know, he wants to go off and be a rapper. He said so publicly. Yeah. Um. He, he's going into his. He, he's what is he over thirty? He's probably in his last big year, contract. Mate, he, he wants a payday, and I think he'll be overpaid by somebody, and I think he'll probably be decent somewhere, but and, and, and he's one of those players that you go, why, why didn't, we, didn't we sign him? But actually, I think we need a, a major rethink. Um, he hasn't been the player I wanted him to be this year, nowhere near, and I don't think he'll be worth um, worth the money. I, I mean, the problem we've got is who's going to be a free agent, um, what options are there in the draft. Nwosu's out for a few weeks, so... You know he's not necessarily going to be the guy to step up. Tillery hasn't; he's been good, and then nothing. So I mean, I'm not sure what the answer is. I just don't think the answer is another year of Melvin Ingram. We we need Tom Telesco to pull another rabbit out of the hat, either in free agency or make a trade um, to bring in um, a pass rusher that's able to supplement the efforts of Joey Bosa. I mean, Bosa even even with his coming off that concussion protocol, you know he, he still. <clears throat> Still, a, you know, he didn't get the sacks, but still able to generate the pressure. And I think we can't just rely on him being able to do that on his own or having to do that on his own. Everyone else has got to step up. Uh, but let's just see what uh, what Telesco does. It's all balls in his court now. No, I agree. Um, Dan, um, do you think we need to replace Casey Hayward? I was very critical of him. Adam on Twitter was critical of him and says that he thinks that He's regressed. Opposing quarterbacks are knowing this and they're targeting him frequently for big chunk plays and that he limped off with a fake injury because he was being exposed. You know, is that actually one of our biggest needs to replace, do you think? So if if we go back two years to the London game, when I was interviewed, because I'm a big-time Hollywood hotshot, um, <laughs> I was asked who I was excited to see play. Um, the guy before me had already gone through like rivers. Uh, shout out to Rob. Um, but the name I came up with first was Casey Hayward. Uh, I was excited to see Casey Hayward play. He played well. I mean, I think it was Adrian Phillips that sealed the game against the Titans back then, but, um, but now if I was asked the same question now, if the Chargers were playing at Wembley next weekend, um, I don't think Hayward would be near the top of my list. Um, he is getting beaten so regularly on these deep balls. And I, um, without giving too much away for the next segment in the podcast, I think we'll be seeing him get beaten again um, this coming week. Uh, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Someone tweeted on Sunday... Um, they, that they wanted the old Casey Hayward back, um, to which I replied with, we've got the old Casey Hayward, um, and that is the problem. Uh, and I just, I I think he's, in in games, 
in a separate in a single game he will have some great plays and you'll think okay Casey Hayward he's still he's still there but then he'll get beat deep and then he'll make another good play and then he'll get beat deep there was there was what two plays in quick succession where he got beat deep on Sunday I don't think one was hauled in but he still got beaten considerably just by Joe Flacco I know that's what worries I mean, me. Yeah, I mean, I, I go he on, hasn't made, he hasn't been productive enough, has he? I mean, that week one game, I think he he, he had a lot of solo tackles, uh, just over ten, I think it was. A um, couple of passes defended, but he's not stood up to the test, has he? I think six of his games he's played a hundred percent of defensive snaps, but he's he, you've got to be contributing whether it's a, whether it's a takeaway, whether it's a pass defended, whether whether it's a um, um, a tackle or, or an assist, you, you've got to be contributing. And if you're there just running around sucking in oxygen on the field, you, 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 the defence are basically playing without a man. And we've got to get away from that. Everyone needs to be stepping up. But I think Haywood may be in the same bracket as, as Ingram, just, just not on it at the minute, just not on the money. And when you're not on the money in the NFL, you get exposed because there's people out there that will torture you. Uh, either quarterbacks uh, exposing you or picking on you, which we've seen with Haywood, or receivers just just blowing the doors off you. I mean, if you if you look at the reverse, very few. You know, if if Haywood was going against Keenan Allen, Allen might have two hundred plus yards. If you're not in your game against these top pros, you're going to get found out because the NFL can be a lonely place uh, when you know when you're in one on one matchups and you you're constantly getting. Uh, 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 beaten and your man's getting away from you so there's a lot of decisions to be made over him and we need to see a lot from him between now and the end of the season um, it's just one of those things I don't think I don't think you could you need to look at the whole he, he might make some important plays over the, over the next four or five games we think we'll actually turn the corner but I think we need to judge him properly at the end of the season. And I think that's same for all our players. Because realistically, how many games are we going to win in our remaining schedule? It's it's pretty tough. Maybe the Falcons are there for the taking. <clears throat> Three divisional games. We haven't won a divisional game since 2018. We've got the Bills coming up. We've got the uh, 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 Patriots, is it? So our players are going to be tested right until the final game of the season against the Chiefs. I think that's then when you stop and look back at everyone and go, well, you've had enough chances. So it's either time to move on or was it Jerry Tillery that went away in the off-season and worked his tail off? He went away, didn't he? Did his own strength and conditioning, worked on his technique. And and maybe he needs to do that again. And maybe a lot of the players do. Um, Instead of moping around playing video games, You've got people like well, no. Let's be honest. You've you've got people like Keenan Allen that if they didn't play for a whole year, they'd come back and still do what they're going to do. And I've got no doubt Derwin James will do the same. But some players just have to work harder than others. And I think Haywood's in that bracket of he needs to uh, assess his own strengths and weaknesses and and go away. Uh, he needs to decide whether obviously he wants to stay with the Chargers and and the franchise needs to decide whether or not. He's the right fit for for us going forward. Everything can be thrown out the window. If we get a new head coach, we get a new defensive coordinator, we can end up with a new GM. We just don't know, do we? So at this moment in time, I'll just say, get to the end of the season, take stock, and, and then look 
look back, analyze who's done what, where and why, and then, and then decide what well, we're going to do. Well, I'm, uh, I've started analyzing the, the draft because of this issue, because I'm most worried. Chris Harris is an older player. Yeah. He's had this big injury. We don't know how he's going to come back, but he's a slot. He's our slot, right? So let's just say we have him and Tavor and Campbell backing him up for next season. Mike Davis has been my least favourite cornerback. He's a pretty bog-standard, low-range cornerback too. He gets picked apart against, better, you know, more often than, he, than not. He can make a play, um, but he's not the kind of Super Bowl-caliber second cornerback for me. I thought Adderley would be better, um, get safety, but maybe coming in at corner, he hasn't. And now we have Casey Hayward regressing. I think... And no one seems to agree with me. I ran a poll and 92% of people disagreed with me. But I'm I'm going to die on this hill. I think that the biggest issue and the biggest area we need to focus on for the off-season is cornerback. You know, it is hard to get a starting caliber cornerback in the NFL without paying a ton of money or drafting in the first round. It, it requires talent, speed, awareness. Um, you can't pick up someone off the street and make them your cornerback one it's very rare. So I'm looking to draft. I think we'll be drafting between 6 and 10 in, in the NFL draft. And I want Patrick Sertain the second. You know, Dad's got a legacy in the in the NFL. I thought he was the best cornerback he declared last year. He's definitely the best cornerback for this year. I think he'll be available and he can come straight in and make an impact. Um, and, and if Casey regresses... But we still got him. He could be cornerback two, Patrick Sertain cornerback one. So, um, you know, Adam, thank you for your question. I think we need to replace Hayward. I think we need a plan in place. I've looked as well at who could potentially come in as a free agent because Telesco sometimes smashes the cash. And, you know, Johnson at the Patriots is leading the NFL in interceptions. He's been incredible. And they've only ever had him on sort of one-year low-ball deals. He's the kind of player I could imagine we go and pay some money for. Um, whether he lives it lives up to it, he could be a flash in the pan, one year star, um, or he, or he, or he could be worth the investment. But um, look, I think we need to focus on it. Let's see what uh, Tom can do in the off season, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, on on Haywood and um, Chris Harris are both in uh, free agency, aren't they, in twenty twenty two? So I wouldn't be surprised to see the pair of them around next year it depends on on whether they're going to get a, a kick up the backside and and be sat on the sidelines the first couple of games or what so we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out so um we're talking about next year josh wants to know um he wants us to make bets here and state for a fact whether we think anthony lynn will have his job i say he doesn't and that missing the playoffs, he's only made the playoffs once in his time here. I think Tom will be forced into a change. Dan, put 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 your neck on the line. Is Anthony Lynn here next year? No. Nope. Um, I hope not. Don't we all? <laughs> I, I think he will be. If you if you read Daniel Popper in the Athletic and some of the uh, uh, written pieces throughout the LA Times. Read between the lines there, and next year's the the window for Lynn to make his mark. So I'm not saying I want him to stay, but what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if he's still here. But we've also to be careful what we wish for. 
Well, you know, yes, we do, it depends who you bring in. And, and, you know, as long as they're committed to Herbert, fine. But I think we, we need a fresh start. So, you know, I'm willing to bet the standard microwavable tea that uh, that we all would like to put on the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's quality. Oh, dear. Um, so as, as, um, I've heard I've got... North Turner's bought a house near the stadium. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, for goodness sake. Really? <laughs> We're going there. Hey, we've been through this before. North Turner didn't have the close games. So... You know, it's it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah, you knew you were just going to lose when Norv was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked about big leads and North Turner winning big or losing big. Um, is Florida Lazy wants to know, is there such a thing as a safe lead for the Chargers? Can Chargers fans ever be comfortable? Was? No, I think not, not until we get over this hump of, of closing games out. No, and rightly so, it's it's... Nervous times until we know, we can learn how to control the clock better, learn how to perform in the fourth quarter better. So our strength and conditioning coaches, in my opinion, need to get us up to the task of, of being at it towards the end of the games. But even I was like, are we going to win this? Something's going to go down against the Jets. I don't think we can relax unless we're two or three scores up. And even then it's like... Uh-oh. So, no. And this goes back to 2018, doesn't it? But there's something similar happening to our next opponent, and we'll come on to that later on in the podcast. Who are that? The Bills? Yep. <laughs> you know what? I quite like the Bills. I think if the Chargers yeah. didn't exist... Yeah. Could, could, I like their, their blue. It's not quite as nice as ours. I've got a buddy in uh, New York State. He's a massive Bills fan. Big shout-out to Don, if he's listening. You better be. Um, I mean, I'm going to come over, come come across to you, Dan, uh, and we're going to preview the Bills now. They're seven and three. We're three and seven. Um, our quarterbacks are performing similarly, mm-hmm. uh, similarly high standards. Um, they look like they are going to wrestle uh, the title of the division away from the Patriots, and could be for a, a decent period. They're a good, they're a good team. They seem to be quite stacked across the board. Uh, and interestingly. Um, you know, when we hired Anthony Lynn, it was it was my favourite was um, was their head coach. Sean I McDermott. wanted to, I wanted to shine. Thank you. I was struggling for his name. I wanted to sign Sean McDermott um, when we hired Anthony Lynn, uh, and I think Anthony had quicker success. But Sean McDermott has built something longer lasting, and the Bills are now built to succeed for a period of time um, and I think it's quite an exciting time for them. Um, we've got Eckler potentially returning, Chris Harris hopefully returning, uh, but Nwosu out injured. Dan are we going to get smashed? Because we don't want a close a close win or defeat is it going to be a North Turner huge defeat this one? Yeah, yeah I mean similarly to the Jets, the Bills are coming off their bye um, so I think I think we're they might be looking for a bit of retribution after the way their last game ended, because that was what that was the Cardinals game, um, with the hail mary as time expired, um, that took the Cardinals over the Bills. Um, I, I mentioned I don't think Chris Harris is uh, not Chris Harris. I'm sorry, Casey Hayward's going to have the best game. I think he'll be getting beaten deep by a few of um, a few of Allen's deep throws. Um, and yeah, I just. 
I don't see this one going our way. Um, I really like the Bills, as as you guys have said as well. I like what Sean McDermott's done there ever since they got him from Carolina. Carolina's defense has kind of been on the down whilst all of their players have left and gone to Buffalo and just carried on that Super Bowl-era Panthers defense, but in Buffalo. And I, I think that now that they've got that base and they've got their offense playing relatively well, I think I think we're in for a bit of a tough game. What about you, Was? Do you think we can turn the tables <sighs> against a uh, a perennial underachiever in the Bills? Four times Super Bowl runner-up. I mean, they know pain like we know oh, pain. Yes. Now, I think, to be honest, the Bills have got too much. They, they've got more of a balanced team than we have. Uh, Josh Allen's playing well. They're also licking their wounds after that Hail Mary by Kyler Murray, aren't they? I mean, that was that was a rough loss. Uh, so I think the, the Bills are going to come back out fighting. They're on home soil. Uh, it could probably be about minus 30, 30 up there on Sunday. So um, they're obviously gunning for the divisional championships. Uh, and I think they need to keep distance between themselves and Miami. So... Josh Allen's a top 10 quarterback in the league. I think he's found his feet now, and I think the the, the Bills are in good hands with Josh going forward. Um, Cole Beasley uh, is, a, is a top 10 wide out. And then I think they've got a, they've got a, a pretty decent uh, offensive line. Uh, Mitch Morse should be back from uh, concussion protocol. I think he's one of the highest paid uh, centres in the game. So you've got Stefan, Stefan Diggs. He's 50-odd yards... Uh, 50, sorry... 950 odd yards short of uh I'll start again get my teeth out 90 94 yards short of uh 1000 yards in the season so Allen's got some really good weapons they'll be picking on like say our week secondary if we don't you know uh stand up to their sort of scoring drives if we start going three and outs and kicking field goals the game will just get away from us um I don't see the Bills losing two on the bounds and they're going to have to play either really poorly or we're going to have to have the game of the last two years for us to, to come away with a win. But Justin Herbert, just just watch him play football, man. Just watch him play and air that ball downfield uh, because if we do lose, I just hope that he has another solid game and we get some productivity out of him because... That's where our franchise lies, uh, with, with the ball in his hands at this moment in time. And we've just got to hope that we don't have any more injuries. Let's see if uh, Trey Turner's back. Um, it's going to be a really... He should be. He's, uh, he stitches in his lip, apparently. The big problem with the Bills is they are really struggling in the third quarter. 76-30 uh, through 10 games. So like the Chargers, they're sort of imploding in the second half. So we <laughs> so this could this could be interesting. It, it, you know, <laughs> it's a good first half. It could be a great then... first half and then uh, two field goals in the second half to, to see the game out. But McDermott's got to um, address that just like Coach Lynn's got to address our second half woes. But the, uh, the the Bills are clear favourites for this and I don't see us coming away with anything other than another loss. Well, I was hoping we were 5-5 five and five at this point and um, coming into a really tough game and hopefully sneak into the playoffs. We're two games back on that. And uh, you've mentioned it, Diggs is going to target Hayward deep. Uh, you don't want Josh Allen picking on someone that can't handle it. 
can Adley cover adequately enough? I think there could be a pick for Adley in this one if he gambles, but there also could be a couple of deep touchdowns if he's picked off um, by uh, by their very high quality offense. Um, I think we're going to give up a lot more points than we have done, but I, I'm optimistic that Justin Herbert will bail out. And I, I think what could be healthy for our team is if we're down by a big score and Steichen doesn't get obsessed with establishing the run. He literally says, nah, I'm just going to let Justin bail us out, throw every play, uh, max protect, send Mike Williams down the field, you know. Um, but I, I think Justin Herbert will have a big game. We'll come up short, maybe 10, 15 points um, behind, but we'll still score healthily. Maybe 30, 45 kind of a game, um, which I think actually, even if we did lose, is the kind of game we all want to see a big scoring, exciting game. I'd rather it was us winning, but um, I'll take uh, I'll take what I can get, and a Justin Herbert performance with with a high high point scoring will 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 do for me. Guys, have we got anything we'd like to add to this week to our listeners? I just want to bring up from the game this weekend, just gone against the Jets. We didn't talk about the best running play that we made, a negative twenty eight yard play. Our one good coaching decision, um, <laughs> just to close out the game. We're keeping it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want, we don't want, uh, we don't want Stuart like being kept in. But yeah, Ty Long dancing around. He still left a second on the clock. But, yeah, but absolutely uh, ruined our running stats for the team as a whole. But left us with like 27, 29 rushing yards, I think. Uh, after his minus twenty eight, <laughs> mate, you know, not too bad. That's that's some that's a decent performance by some some charges standards. True, but, true. Um, <laughs> no, I did. I, I like seeing that bit of bit of interesting thinking and uh, just as he scarfs yeah, back like, and anything gets launched out the back of it's it. It's kind of thing you've seen other teams do, but it's not the kind of thing you're watching it and you're thinking, oh yeah, we should just take a safety. Yeah, just didn't even think of it, and then you're watching it and you're going. Huh. I liked that. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree more. Well, that's a good light-hearted way to, to finish us off, guys. Um, let's see if we can't upset all our predictions this week against the Bills um, on the road. Uh, where are you on the socials so people can follow you during Just the game? Just before we get into the socials, congrats to Tom. Oh, here we congrats are. Congrats to Tom Sorvis for winning our uh, Salute to Service cap on our Facebook um, competition. And I'm at Endzone85. You can find me at UKLA Chargers. You can find me at Bez the Spaniard. If you want to be involved in future giveaways, future prizes like Tom won, find us on Facebook, Charged Up Bolts. Come and get involved because we're going to be doing some special giveaways. He's got an amazing salute to service cap coming, flying all the way to him. Um, you know, you want to win it? You missed out this week, so uh, get involved for future prizes. Um, guys, the podcast is at charged up pod you can follow us all the way through the game and don't forget to check us out on www.chargeduppolts.com where all our articles are, are there for you to read and get involved with happy thanksgiving i've got a beautiful cranberry gammon ready to go in on thursday i'll be celebrating all that i'm thankful for which i think we can all agree is justin herbert have a good week <laughs>